0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Lauren.Live, the Spirituality, Health, and Lifestyle podcast. Today, I have Ulis Carlson with me. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. We were just chatting before. We both wore our heart. She has a dress and I have a sweater. I mean... This is too perfect. Synchronicity right there. Uh, Valentine's Day week. This will come out after Valentine's Day, but we are recording uh, a couple days before, so I think that's so perfect. I'm really excited to chat with you and meet with you. Um, Ulis is a spiritual tr- uh, teacher, a yoga therapist, and a soul coach, as well as an author. Um, we'll talk about her books, and we'll talk about all the things that she um, has been working on and is working on, but I would love just, um, as usual, kind of just a quick intro on who you are and then how you found yourself in into the, all the spiritual stuff. Is that something that you grew up with or you found later in life?
1: Thank you for asking. Uh, no, it's not something that I grew up with at all. On the contrary, actually. So, um, for many years in my life, I was very I had very severe sleeping disorders and these sleeping disorders eventually took me into deep deep depression. And I became also suicidal. Mm. I only slept 15 minutes per night. So in my first book, my autobiography, I write about my journey back from, you know, the state of being depressed and being suicidal and really, you know, scattered Mm -hmm. uh, and back home into my heart. So that's my first book. And that was also my spiritual awakening Year of 2008. Uh, So I went through the whole process of being depressed and divorced at the same time. And uh, I just woke up spiritually and sexually, and you know, really had to change my whole life, everything that I did, everything that I was or believed that I was. Um, So yeah, it was quite a journey. And um, yeah, here I am now.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And I saw one of your books. Is it 2.47? What what does that mean, that specific time? Or did you just pick that? Does that have to do with your sleeping? Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, so 2.47 a.m., The uh-huh. Journey Home to My Heart, that's yeah. my first international book, and it's my autobiography. And that was the time that I woke up every wow. night wow. from this horrific, nightmares where I was being murdered mm. tortured and slaughtered every night after 15 minutes of sleep so I only had 15 minutes per night of sleep mm. and 2:47 a.m was the time that I woke up mm. with this horrible dream still you know lingering in my mind and body mind and spirit so uh, yeah that was really so it's not a coincidence that the book is 247. Yeah. And afterwards I learned that 247 actually is uh, like a spiritual number and mm. it also has to do with the liver.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I've, um, I mean, I've done an episode on this before and I really believe like the heart thing, right? Synchronicities, but time, you know, of course the angel number is like 11, 11, 222. Um, but that was interesting that you were waking up at the same time. I've had that before, too, where you, something happens at the very same time. It keeps happening. It's like a a sign. And I have also heard that um, when we wake up at certain times of the night, different times signify different things going on in your body. So that's exactly. interesting about the liver.
1: Yes. And the liver represents like anger and ah. frustration. So uh, obviously, I had a lot of anger, mm. undealt and unresolved anger in my life. And I didn't know it at the time, uh, obviously. But, um yeah, so at 2.47, I only slept 15 minutes per night for years. How did you And this like this pushed me. <laughs> yeah, I, I barely did. Uh, I mean, every day I was, you know, standing in front of the bathroom mirror, looking into the mirror, and all I could see was this sort of, you know, really hollow eyes and eyes when I looked at myself, full of disdain and self contempt, a lot of self hatred. Mm. And every day I was standing there with a lot of pills in my hands, thinking, "Is this the day? You know, that I'm going to end my life?" And then, obviously, there was this spark of something I didn't even know what it was. Mm. But uh, so I didn't commit suicide, mm. and here I am. You know decades after and guiding and helping other people to increase their consciousness and their, you know, to come back into their hearts and their spirituality. Because I lived previously to my depression, I was very shut off or shut down, very suppressed. I was like, you know, all up in my head, in my head space, being very mental, planning ahead, always doing a lot of stuff, always being in activity one way or another. So Yeah. Wow.
0: Well I'm really happy that you're here. And I'm glad that you were able to work past all of that. And um what now you didn't know at the time, but now looking back, like what was that spark and what really did like save your life? How did you move out of that time? Thank you for asking. So I think it's like for me Personally,
1: I was, as I already mentioned, I was so shut down, like I was only, I was too much in the young energy, too much in the masculine, immature masculine, and I had this illusion that I always had to earn, you know, earn love, or earn that I wasn't good enough, and I had to prove myself all the time, so, uh, and this took me further and further down into the rabbit hole, where I was just so full of contempt and a lot of hate for myself so in order for me to come back there was there were many moments and I wrote write about them and share share them in my in the book 247 a.m which is also here to aid others who Mm -hmm. suffers from mental illness you know to see that there's a way through Mm -hmm. and uh, that depression also can be if you say it like deep that you are depressed Mm -hmm. deep rest Mm -hmm. you are in a deep rest Mm -hmm. so it means uh like you can be sort of a you know seed that is planting in a dark place just waiting to to grow into something else yeah so um for me one of the turning points was when i and i had all these I was feeling so much like a volcano that was always, you know, supposed supposed to erupt, mm-hmm. but uh, I tried to suppress mm-hmm. it and control it by always distracting myself or by always being busy or being the good girl, mm-hmm. you know, trying to control my body, my weight, my appearance, or having good grades, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. always moving. So one of the turning points was when I left to um, – the Swedish archipelago, because I realized that I was so, so tired mm. because I never told anybody about this, not even my husband. Mm. I just said that I was really, really tired. I had a baby mm. and a two-year-old son at the time. So I said to him, I really need to go away because I was so sensitive of all sounds mm. and and lights. So I couldn't even, you know, I couldn't even bear mm. my own kids you know when they were crying, or when there was a phone ringing, or anything. Mm-hmm. So I go out. It's in the winter time, and I go out to the Swedish archipelago, and I, you know, like sort of sighing, like, "Oh my gosh, maybe I can finally get some sleep." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't, of course. But then that morning when I when I woke up, I felt something within me, and I at the time I didn't know what it was, but it really really scared the living daylight out of me and I tried to suppress it. I tried to, you know, use my mental or to just, you know, didn't acknowledge it or ignore it. Or so I go out for a walk in in the woods in in Sweden. It's winter, so it's a lot of snow and it gets dark like three o'clock in the afternoon here. Mm-hmm. And then I can feel this sort of thing within me stirring or rising, and it terrifies me because obviously I don't know what it is. So I try to walk even faster because at the time I had eating disorders as well. Mm -hmm. So I try to control my pace and try to control myself. And then I just like sort of hear a snap, and something moves really, really fast within me. And all of a sudden, I have, have this sort of like knife stabbed mm. through my heart. So it's this massive, intense pain. And I'm holding my heart like this. And then I just keep thinking that, wow, this is strange that, this, that the snow is actually coming up, you know, to hit me in my face. Mm. So it was me who fell down into the snow. And I was lying curled up in fetus position and with this massive pain. And I thought that I was going to die, like I had a heart attack or something like that. And then I hear this horrifying, terrifying noise, like a big scream. And I'm like, gosh, there's like, you know, wolves or Mm. a badly injured animal around here. But all these sounds came from me. Mm. So I lay there uh, for so many hours in this cold snow, and I lost Time we lost um, track of time and space, and I was crying. Like hot tears just streamed from me, and I was making these sunny no- funny noises and and sounds, and a lot of screams. And my body was shaking and shivering. And then, when it was pitch dark, I just come back to my senses, and it's so silence. Mm. And for the first time in decades my inner realms are so still mm. and so peaceful. So it was like a massive tantrum mm-hmm. release where I realized that I need to, you know, I can't live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I need to do something differently with me and my life.
0: Wow. Oh, that's a powerful. <laughs> so really you think that like you had that spiritual pain and that, experience it was like a jolt, like a wake up.
1: Yeah. And it was, it turned out that it was, you know, decades of years of suppressing Mm -hmm. strong emotions. Yeah. And I think it's like that for all of us that we, you know, in our societies, we suppress our feelings, how we feel, we're always supposed to be, you know, the good girl or the good guy, try to be effective, productive, you know, be a good citizen and and um, so many of us are so unpracticed mm-hmm. in showing and being and accepting strong emotions and especially emotions that we tend to label as negative mm-hmm. right so uh, and i'm from sweden and in our culture we have this also that everything should be like really you know You shouldn't be too happy or Mm. too excited or you shouldn't be too this or that. You should be very sort of square Mm. and uh, not to stick out whatsoever. And so we learn very early to really suppress our strong emotions and to hold them within. Mm. And I feel that a lot of these mental illness that we see in the Western world is that we are disconnected from ourselves, disconnected from spirit, from our souls. And we heard too much just up in the headspace, in the mental mental mind and with all these thoughts and you know thinking that we have to look like this or be like this or earn this much money or whatever it might be. So many of us are disconnected from ourselves and from spirit, from source. Mm-hmm. And it can manifest in so many ways like like cancer and mm-hmm. depression and sleeping disorders, eating disorders, yeah. all the things that we see here in the Western societies.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think most of our physical, you know, and mental, emotional ailments and challenges are, are, are energetic and spiritually, it's all intertwined for sure. I think, you know, of course, if this is our vessel here on earth, like, of course, it's going to manifest in a physical way, right? So I think a lot of, you know, hopefully, you always hope, but I think a lot of people I've spoken to that have had spiritual awakenings or like the darkest soul night or things like that, it's like they've had something, like an illness or something that had to happen for them to to wake up.
1: Exactly. Or like mm-hmm. an accident or a divorce mm-hmm. or whatever. Yes. Exactly. Yes.
0: To wake you up. Yeah. Um, an incredible- and it is like that because
1: also from chaos comes divine mm-hmm. order you know chaos actually means you know divine order sort of in greek so um and in the life process we need both you know the death phase the surrendering the letting go mm-hmm. the transformation as well because if nothing ever dies how can something new sure, you know sure. be born but we have so much emphasis on, you know, on the life phase. Mm-hmm. And and also like the hundred years here in Sweden, we have changed the society so much. So mm-hmm. we have moved both life and death out from our homes. Just hundred years ago here in Sweden, people were having their babies at home and, you know, the old people were living with them and they died. So mm-hmm. life and death are really entangled. and And it was a very natural, you know, cycles of life, but we have moved many of us, you know, give birth, myself included, to in, in hospitals away mm-hmm. from home. So the siblings or you know relatives might not see the new life and the process. And then when we die, maybe we also have moved into elder home or institutions and we die there. So it's nothing natural for the modern human being, although it's so natural. But we have just we don't see it and experience the way we have. And that means that many of us are afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And when we are, have this fear, because our societies are based on fear and lack, mm-hmm. we have so much fear and lack in our Western part of the world. Mm-hmm. So the fear of dying also makes us fear of living life fully, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously we're very similar to, to, you know, Sweden or other parts of Europe here in the US. It's probably actually even worse here as far as death and, um, fearing it. And obviously with COVID, I think that woke a lot of people up to, wow, like there's been a lot of death and I mean, whatever your thoughts are on all of that, but just, I have just noticed, I feel like there has been more death and not just even physical people dying, but death of, um, the way that we've been living. And I, I think ego death, you know, a lot of people are having their spiritual awakenings. And so it's something that's like so challenging and hard and scary, but also like necessary for our growth. Um, and I have had a couple of people on even talking about that, just like getting more comfortable with the idea of death. It is inevitable. This is part of our spirit, our human experience here, As you are born and then you, you die at some point. And I think we're all having to like, we're facing that more, um, so I don't know. It's an interesting time, and I'm glad that we're talking about even just talking about it more. It's helpful because it does. It feels kind of like this taboo topic, or yeah, you go into a hospital and you die, and that's really not that natural if you think about how our ancestors lived, right? And exactly, oh, yeah. Um, well. I want to keep moving along just because we you know we have so much to talk about, but so you had that whole thing happen. So then how did you, you said, okay, I need to stop living like this. I need to make my change. Like, so what did you start doing and uh, when did you start like writing the books and, and kind of what did your healing process look like? So. Basically, it's quite
1: simple, but not always so easy. But what it's all about is really to go inwards because we have so much focus on the outer re right? And many of us live our whole lives out there, myself included before my crush, you know, to get acknowledgements from others or get credits or feedback from others or to get, you know, paid or interact, you know, in the outer re to be approved of by your appearance or your work, whatever it is, we live our life so much out here. Mm-hmm. But basically, we need also to turn the focus inwards and to look into ourselves and to become aware of our patterns. You know, my pattern of my 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 thoughts, my behaviors, my my way of life, my choices, my actions, and so a big part of my journey was actually to feel all of these feelings that I've suppressed for decades. And not only, you know, to, 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 to know that they're there, like, oh, I have a lot of grief or a lot of sorrow. I have a lot of anger. I have a lot of, you know, fear within me stored in my subconscious or unconscious mind, and they are stored within the body because we only have 5% of consciousness five percent of consciousness and that means that we have 95 percent of unconscious behaviors unconscious thoughts unconscious programs and these are all stored within the body within the cells within every you know tissue every organ and we don't know about this you know Mm -hmm. and we think that like i'm eating healthy or i do yoga and i you know i just think positive whenever there's a challenge or a problem or a wound I just put it in a bubble and blow it away it doesn't work like that because everything that is stored deep within you within your subconscious or unconscious mind within the body needs to be transformed within the body so that's what I had to do I had to face layers and layers of fears Mm -hmm. of not being good enough of being rejected of you know fears of um, who I was because I'm an empath, mm-hmm. a highly sensitive person and an empath on top of that. So through my whole life, I've been feeling, you know, so much mm-hmm. from the outer thinking that it was something wrong with me mm-hmm. because I always felt so much in a society that didn't approve of it, that we should always be very neutral. Mm-hmm. So I suppressed it i you know hid it down deep within me and i had to move in there and to see it and to really feel it because if i've hidden away unconsciously or consciously a lot of fears then i can't transform it by being happy mm. i need to transform them in the essence that they were stored within mm. so if they if they were stored as fear then i have to go in and face the fear feel it and to let it move through me and to be expressed through me. And that is my personal, you know, experience as well as professionalness. I've been working with this ever since. Mm. So whatever is stored within each and one of us, and we all have a lot 95 percent of programs that might not even be ours from the beginning it might be our ancestors our parents you know from our um, heritage or environment where we grow up so but we are not practiced to this. It's like if I feel something that feels uncomfortable or that scares me, then I distract myself with my phone or right. with something to eat or with, alcohol with a jab.
0: Or, yeah, anything. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: anything. Drugs, alcohol. Sure. And I know you in the States also, you know, a lot of workaholics. Mm-hmm. A workaholic is actually a trauma response. Uh a lot of the responses that we have in the Western world are trauma responses from where we were, like children.
0: Yeah. Instead of just being or allowing yourself to feel or you know just express, it's like we just do something else, and you're just diverting. You just keep. We, I mean, really, a lot of us in in exactly. you know wherever you are in, in the world, matrix, it's just we're just so like, and we don't just be, <laughs> yeah exactly so it's a, like- we
1: are so much in the matrix yeah. with all the programs that are there so and we are unpracticed and unfamiliar and it really scares us to feel yeah. all these deep you know emotion and especially as we also label some of them as not good
0: right
1: but emotions means energy in motion mm-hmm. so energy in motion is meant to just move through us. Right. It comes as information. And if we don't see the information, then it's stored. And I call them like frozen emotions. And if these frozen emotions are stored for one year, five years, 10 years, you know, two three decades, what's gonna happen? Mm. These frozen emotion cause, causes blockages mm. within you, you know, in your body, mind, and spirit. And that means that you don't have the flow, the easiness. Right. That we are designed to have. And so these frozen emotions then causes diseases, not being at ease, diseases and symptoms and and uh, sicknesses.
0: So I mean, I know you said it's your personal story, but if you were to speak from your personal story and just what you know with helping people, um, do you recommend if people are, you know, conscious to something? It could be anybody, like even me right now, if I'm like uptight about something or if you're, you know, suffering with like depression or you're in a, you know, an intense part of life or you're realizing your childhood had trauma, like whatever it is, any feeling that's suppressed or you're dealing with, do you recommend then allowing it to come through and feeling it and then letting it go? Because I know there's like a fine balance and I've, you know, like anyone, I've had my time with like anxieties and I've noticed, um... Allow yourself to feel it, honor the feeling, but then let it go and don't hold too much onto it. There's a fine balance because if you over-identify with the feeling, then you're just always going to be like, I'm anxious and stuff versus just kind of like acknowledging it, feeling it. But then also, I don't want to identify with that. Like I allow it to just be or pass through or teach me something. So it's kind of like this fine balance. Like what do you recommend for people to start thinking about? Like how do you approach these feelings that come through—that's
1: a very good question, and I totally agree that the balance is really fine. So it's nothing about attaching to anything, you know, not to attach to the good things oh. like good feelings or good good stuff or the bad stuff, but you know, the the soul, um, the soul is so much higher intelligence than than our minds and our bodies are so much more intelligent than our minds uh, so actually our body our bodies are wiser than our you know logical and rational and analytical mind because the body just knows so i would say that's it's not up to us to control the emotions as they are information just passing through. So if you have grief for X amount of hours or days or whatever, you have to be there until maybe it's like increasing, 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 but, you know, everything is energy and everything is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is constant is to change itself. Mm-hmm. So if you can be with something, you know, not to judge it, not to try to change it, not to suppress it, to diminish it, to distract you yourself from it, just to be with it in the expression that wants to come through you for as long as it needs to then, because then you are the observer, right? You are observing, you're both feeling it, but you are also observing it. And that means that when you observe it long enough or when you observe it and acknowledge it, then it goes away, Mm -hmm. then it's transformed. And then there might be new, new layers of sorrow or anger or, you know, traumas from previous in this lifetime or, other lifetimes as a yogi we believe in the reincarnation that energy never dies right just shifts and transforms into other shapes and forms so, but if you can be with whatever that is in the natural and organic expression that wants to be expressed for as long as it's need to be there to learn you something or to teach you then it's gonna you know just be transformed but many of us we are like okay so now i've been crying for 20 minutes so now i have to go to this meeting or now i have to do this or so we are not being with it in its natural form for as long as it needs to Mm -hmm. so we just you know it's like we're digging but then we get tired and then we move away so and everything that that is stored within the energy system it's going to be contained in the energetic system that is your body, mind, and spirit until you consciously, you know, and with the intention, you want to transform it. Because even though that we're just sitting here, you and I, Lauren, cells are dying and new cells are born, right? But my behaviors, my patterns, my limited belief system is within my cells. So even though that new cells are coming, you know, being reborn every second, my patterns are imprinted in the DNA in my cells, right? Mm -hmm. So that means that I need to change my patterns. I need to change my limited beliefs, my frozen emotions, so I can have this transformation that I'm longing for.
0: Yeah. It's so whenever, you know, I like dissect this with somebody, like the way you said that with the cells, it's like so like perfectly like created and intertwined and detailed and it it just makes me so like, oh my gosh, we are our bodies are so smart and so intelligent. We like dumb it down, our brains dumb everything down. But it it's a fascinating it's like a computer, right? There's just always things zipping through. And until you become conscious, you really can't even start wrapping your head around it. But there's messages all the time. And of course, we have so much illness and sickness and struggles and mental health because, like you said, with the programming, we just haven't been... And some of it's on not purposeful. I think there are some programming things out there along with this whole awakening that have been programmed to make us fail and control us. But also, I do think there are a lot of people, doctors and people that just maybe haven't been trained in certain ways. I don't think there's ill intent we just haven't been conscious to it and that's what's so amazing about these conversations happening right now on podcasts and in books. There's so much available and a lot of this isn't new. it's been around in you know different spiritualities and practices from the beginning of time but I'm so happy it's becoming more mainstream and people are starting to realize right like somatic healing and like our nervous system we have so much damage and there's so much working against us. I don't mean to be negative. It's just the reality. We have so many chemicals and toxins and then suppression and distraction. And so learning to just like block that, like just move it out and just really being, and like you said, experiencing and just being conscious and you can't rush it. It takes time, but our, our bodies, our minds, it all works together. It's so amazing. It's beautiful, but it's it's a, quite the experience being a human. There's so much to experience. It's like wild. Exactly.
1: And <sighs> so um, the other book that I just want to mention is the book Holy, Holy Fuck mm-hmm. and Sacred Water, The Secret Connections to Everything. And I partly agree with what you say, but we also we are consciously programmed by people throughout history. Yeah. So there are conscious programs, and yes. I'm just now writing a book about the soul and the divine soul's perspective on what is going on in the world today. So this book will be released. Um. The 6th of June, 2022, because that's also a very important date. Uh, okay. But so we have all unconsciously been consciously programmed mm-hmm. throughout history. And we don't even know about it in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So this lifetime and the great awakening and you know the spiritual ascension that we are in, it's all about remembering mm-hmm. who we are at the mm-hmm. soul level. Yeah. And that we are capable of so many things, mm-hmm. so many things, like from the beginning, if you follow the soul's lineages where we where do we come from? We come from the divine source, some people call it God, other people call it universe, it doesn't matter what you call from, call it, but we are divine you know mm-hmm. beings, and the divine essence resides within each one of us as our souls because they know who we are mm. but we have been consciously programmed not to be aligned with our souls
0: or to have like a veil right like amnesia yeah yeah now, do you exactly mean, um and i agree with you like you said i do think like there, just to clarify i think there are some people through history and currently that like yes they are programming us it's known it's meant to control and then And it could even just not a conspiracy theory. It's even just like, look at like marketing. It's just diverting people to spend money, right? Or do this, do that. And so, but I also think some of it, there's people trying to help, right? Like certain doctors or teachers, like they're doing their best. They love people. They want to help people, but they may not really be conscious to some of the stuff that we're talking about. Like we could probably heal so much better if we went more deep into the nervous system, things like that. So just to clarify for the audience too, like Exactly. There's multiple exactly. things at play. It's not just one way or then or not. But we have a lot to sort through. But, um, are you saying that um you believe that uh, we've been designed by a consciousness, God source, whatever you want to call it, to to be unconscious as humans, and we have to like f- awaken? That's part of our journey. Yes. Okay.
1: We we our souls strive for you know awakening. Our soul's purpose is to to that we are in, in this, you know, spiritual and divine evolution. If you look at, if you just look like, you know, like a, like, like my lifespan, span, I, I'm born as a baby and I'm born with everything that I need, but then we go to school and there's this certain systems in the society that really kills the creativity and, you know, who we are and we are meant to be like everybody else and then we should have good grades and we start to compete and compare with each other. So we have been living in thousands of years. We have been living in these fear and lack-based perspectives. And we have also been living in in times where we have given our powers Mm -hmm. and our free will away to others. Mm -hmm. And we have been living ruled by our egos right because the ego's purpose is mainly survival the ego's purpose is to keep you alive it has nothing to do about thriving or evolving it is just to make to keep you safe to keep you in your comfort zone right but the soul has very little to do with the comfort zone the soul is is the higher consciousness that is here so we can evolve so, we can evolve as human beings, right? yeah,
0: but the ego can you know it get because it wants to survive, then there's like greed right, like, no, I want all of this, so I can stay alive, whether it's like food or power or money, right? And we happen to get very trapped here in the ego. It's so easy for it to really run the show. I mean, i I think personally for my whole spiritual. Practice so far in my 37 years on this earth is just, it's a constant kind of like, no, that's my ego. This is my soul, like trying to separate, although it is all together too. I understand what you're saying. It's, it plays a, a role and doesn't have to just be negative, but separating like, you know, you're going to fail. You're going to do – it's like so – just all the noise in your brain all the time. I call it my ego. It seems like that's a huge part of this experience is just constantly trying to be aware of what is ego um it's kind of exhausting sometimes (laughs) it is
1: it is and it's also it's so interesting if you just take a look at the world the word government for instance government govern means rule Mm -hmm. or you know power over and meant is mind Mm -hmm. so basically it's mind control that's interesting government means mind control and we allow them to decide what is best for us or not so that's also what i mean that we this this great awakening or the evolution of our divine souls is also to take our powers back Mm -hmm. like who am i i'm sovereign i'm free you know and since the soul resides in every cell within the body that means that the body is divine too and we have this inner knowing what is you know what is good for me or not but we are not trained or encouraged or practiced in that area because we are, we have given our powers away, you know, to religious system, politic system, school system, for others to sort of dictate the terms. And this is all about coming home to me, like, does this resonate with me to do this? no. Uh, But we are not practiced to feel that. So we are more practiced to listen out here, what people are saying, you know, and everybody wants to be, you know, included and in, in the community. So it's really, it takes a lot of courage and also a lot of consciousness to really move inwards and to Mm -hmm. feel what resonates with me what is good for me because it doesn't matter if if it's mandate or not or whatever it's Mm -hmm. about you know it doesn't have to be in a specific topic but does this resonate with me is this for my highest good Mm -hmm. and who out there is to know what's best for me but again we have been practiced and we have been programmed to listen to and to over the years over the you know centuries mm-hmm. to comply to obey to adapt whatever yeah. it is
0: yeah every major organization if you will school church healthcare government and again good things within organization being a human on earth we need some of that but you're right it's it's very just like you're trained to kind of just not question luckily right now within this overused term, but it is, I believe, really happening. There's an awakening happening, uh, the great awakening. Homeschooling, hybrid schooling is becoming more you know, natural, healing. Uh, there's a lot of really great things happening right now. COVID helped break a lot of that up, you know, here in the States, Black Lives Matter and the writing and the violence defunding the police. Ooh, a lot of chaos, but it's shaking it up. People are starting to look and think, this isn't really working. You know what I mean? And so it's it's good, but it just, it's so hard because I I guess I'm asking for some advice and, and your perspective on this. I have my days where I'm like, this is awesome. Like I'm a spiritual warrior. I'm waking up. Everything I feel like I've learned is crumbling. This is uncomfortable, but like I can do this. <clears throat> I'm inspired by people that I'm meeting like you that are doing so much great work. And then I'm also like, this feels so defeating. Like why would we come here? It feels cruel almost. I'm making a little bit of a joke, but we're coming here and we're spending over half our life. It takes me to wake up to this. Why couldn't I have known this sooner? And I realize that's like my soul's journey and I'm honoring that. But it does feel a bit exhausting that like everything here feels so like, uh, not everything, the organization aspect, society and everything. Um, I know we have so much to learn. It's like an earth school, but it just feels so like defeating. Like why were we born with this amnesia? Like I just wish we could all just know our inner truth. And I think that's part of my spiritual um, challenge and growth is to not rush things. Like I just want everyone to be happy and have this like new earth and like love and everything's great. But I realize, like you said, this isn't happening for centuries. And if you really believe in like Atlantis and past civilizations – this isn't the first time. Like, There's like, you know what I mean, civilizations that will go extinct and it could happen again. That's going down a robot hole. But I guess I sometimes I just feel like, oh, my gosh, when will we just like figure it out as a universe and just be able to be in this like love state all just connected to source? Like it just feels – and I believe in reincarnation too. It just feels a bit exhausting. So sorry to go down such a tangent, but I guess I'm looking for some advice. And I know probably that's too much of my mind, but how how can I be more just like – hey just go with the flow like this could be my thousandth life trying to wake up
1: (laughs) yeah I think that we are like as human beings we are too hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. and that's also when we are too much in the head space because if we are in the heart space that's about love and compassion but again our hearts is often blocked by all these frozen emotions that hasn't been expressed fully or hasn't you know flown or moved through you properly And I would say what you're going through is both, you know, on an individual level and also as we see it on the collective level. We need, we need to move through this because there ain't any quick fixes, right? Uh, Like my own journey, I, I can assure you there was not a quick fix or, you know, easy fix or I wanted it i wanted you know just to get rid of all the pain and the self-hatred and and the suffering but we need to move through it so it can transform because we have also been a part we have unconsciously in this lifetime or previous lifetimes been a part of what is going on today we have all been a part of it because we have all been perpetrators we have all been soldiers and we have all been victims mm. and it's all you know residing within the self. and we write so much about it here in this in this holy holy fucking sacred water that we really need to if we want to, if we want to raise our vibration we need to move inwards mm. and it's like a purge purging the sacred water of our cells, of our, you know, tissue, since we consist of 70% of water or more. And there's so much pollution, so many programs that are, you know, residing within ourselves and within the holy water of our sacred beings, our sacred vessels. So we need to transform them so they can be more
0: light. And I mean, right? that could take lifetimes, like, Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, it doesn't, I mean, because your soul signed up for this, even though that you don't, you can't remember, but your soul, each and every soul signed up for their own journey for the beneficiary of your soul's evolution and and for the beneficiary of of us as a race, our evolution. And I mean, even if what I'm saying is resonating with you or not, it doesn't matter because the soul knows there's not a coincidence that we are here or that we chose to live, you know, in this particular time, Mm -hmm. you know, hundreds of years from now, if we still exist, it depends on how many people, you know, (laughs) come, comes awake. Uh, Or if we have, you know, extinguished ourselves, Uh, then we're going to read in the history books, about this period of time that we are in and we have chosen to be here right. for some reason, yeah. right? Each and one of us comes with a with a divine assignment. Mm-hmm. But it's so much easier to be busy and to be distracted yeah. by the infinite possibilities to be distracted in matrix. Work, sex, alcohol, drugs, you name it, food, right. blah blah blah. And it's so much more difficult for many of us to move inwards because we are not taught this way we are taught to have our you know focus out here and to really you know feel the pain and to embrace it and to acknowledge it without numbing myself with pills or medications or jabs or work or whatever it takes a lot of courage
0: yeah it does because you can't just numb yourself you actually really you have to feel it and. Yeah. I, I thank you for like, I, I wonder, you know, I'm sure there's people that might be feeling similar to that's why I brought it up. Just what I've been going through in my own awakening, just it all resonates with me. I like everything we're talking about. I believe we're here, you know, for our soul's purpose and we picked to be here and all those things. And, you know, but I'm still human. Of course, I have those days where I'm like, man, this is hard and it feels exhausting, but I, you know, mostly I feel happy and I'm obviously so grateful for it. And I don't know. It just, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, it took me like 30. You know, well, I, I started waking up a few years ago, but it's like 30, into my 30s. It took me to like wake up, and that's fine because this is my journey and I'm grateful for it. But, you know, think about if you, if you knew some of these things as a child, like how, and that's the beauty, right? With a lot of these children coming in that are more intuitive, or, you know, I have a baby now and I'm awake. I feel like I will raise her differently and give her the opportunities to maybe think about these things sooner. This is an opportunity for this continued collective awakening children that are more aware early on to look within, right? So there's exactly a lot of positivity. I just I know there's probably people that are on all over the spectrum that haven't even like heard about this stuff, that are like have heard about it 30 years ago. There's people like me that are into it and been working on it, but still sometimes it just feels, you know, like, whoa, this is overwhelming, but
1: yeah. And I totally agree. I'm 50 and I'm like, oh well my God, why did I choose this, you know, journey or this lifetime? Sure. I mean, I could have been living on a beautiful tropical beach and you know, eating coconut and making love on That's the beach it. every day. Instead,
0: I'm here in cold Sweden, sure. you know, frigid and very strict. But, you know, you probably, I actually thought of this when you were saying you probably picked to be in a culture that was more repressed because you needed to work through that in this lifetime. Exactly.
1: Exactly. But I'm like, oh my God, what did I think (laughs) of them? I'm, I'm like 50 and, and I, I truly believe that it's all about, you know, remembering who, who we are and coming back together. And, and again, like we are so much focused on time, you know, here in Western cultures, we're so much focused yes. on time to be productive. We wanted to move fast mm. and we want to, you know, to to be over and done with. But what if, what if, you know, this old saying, it's not the goal, it's it's not the goal, but it's, you know, the final goal, it's the journey, yeah, it's, it's it the is. it's the trip, because mm-hmm. we are human beings, we are souls. In human bodies, mm-hmm. having the human experience, and they are infinite possibilities mm-hmm. from divine source. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but uh, I totally agree with you, and uh, I feel exhausted. You know, as an empath, these two last years and what's mm-hmm. been going on individually and collectively, because it's like this. I cannot only watch what is going on you know out there again in the collective oh my god they need to wake up because the the inner and the outer realms are always reflecting each other and triggering each other so what i see in the outer world is also triggering me you know into my own growth into more purging into more transformation so um that's very right much now. entangled you know it's not yeah. something that I can just sit back and watch what the others sure. are doing because I'm very much part of this as well and yeah. to to hold a ho- high vibration you know whilst experiencing all these very low vibrational things that have been going on for the last two years a lot of fears uh-huh. lack uh, these very low vibrational stuff so <laughs> I don't have an advice. I'm just saying I'm sitting in the same boat as you do. So yeah. I think
0: it's a fine balance, right? Of like I always say, we are human. We're here. This is part of our experience. You have to participate to some degree. You choose society. Part of you can observe. Part of you can partake. But I also think that, yeah, there's a balance of like, You can't shame people for not being awake and because that can then create like a spiritual ego, right? I'm not saying you're saying that. I I too feel the same way. You're observing. You're like, what the hell is going on in the collective? But then you also still have to look, what the hell is going on here? I'm also like loving myself. I'm doing my best. I can see people are trying. I'm loving them. Maybe there's things they haven't awakened to. Like I'm going to be patient and wait for you. When you're ready, I'll be here for you. And then I know I'm not where somebody else might be. And so that's why we have to be careful with this great awakening term, because it's like, you know, you can't be like, oh, they're asleep, I'm awake. Well, I'm gonna continually awaken, I hope, my whole life. So it's not a it's I say that humbly, but yes, we we need to be careful because it's so triggering right now. And I really exactly. think mostly it's a good thing. I think things are coming out, it's a hard time to to go through this, but I see a lot of opportunity and luckily, there are so many people like you. There are so many books. There are so many ways to heal that we weren't aware of. There's yoga. There's Reiki healing, energy healing, chakra clear. Like There's so much available, but we have to be able to tap into that and I get so distracted. And it's easy right now to just be distracted because it's so stressful out there. But really, exactly. isn't this the time really we should be going more exactly. inward? Exactly.
1: Oh, and it's you. like, Uh, I mean, I can sit here being a yogi and practice love and light. And then there's a post on Facebook and I get agitated or, you know, you should not do like this. Or then I can, you know, or I can preach love and light to others, but I don't have any love and light for myself or any compassion for myself or for my behaviors, Mm -hmm. for my fears that are coming up. So for sure, we're a big part of all of this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I know we have so much to talk about still, and I feel like we're – but I think – okay, I think this has been amazing. Perfect timing, and I really want – what do you have – are you able to share the name of the book that's coming out in June?
1: Uh, The the fixed name is not ready, but it's going to be something with uh, Divine Soul and
0: Sacred Journey Through Time
1: and Space or something like that. i will have to follow
0: up with you or or keep an eye on your website because I I would love to read that because I've been very – Anything I can get my like hands on, just with what we're going through now and understanding it, and um, there's just so much to think about and talk about and practice. Um, but before, then I really recommend this first. Okay. the whole book because okay. this is
1: really, even though that I've written it with with a friend of mine, it's I mean it's when we wrote it, we felt like it was a universal truth mm-hmm. coming coming from that we all know, but we have forgotten. So this book is really, you know, we move from the micro perspective all the way from the cell, all the way to the universe, like the macro perspective. And then we move, we talk a lot about the the divine feminine and the divine masculine and how distorted it has been again over the, you know, centuries with with the suppressed of the
0: feminine and the enhancement of the masculine. And so, that's what's going on um, right now. Really, is there's like this shifting. Yeah. Of, Whoa, there's too much. And corruption. that's also where we need we
1: need to to balance, as you were saying, Lauren, with because everything is about balance. You know, high and low, outer, inner realms, mm-hmm. the feminine, the masculine, yin and yang, and and the energy throughout. You know, thousands of years have been like this, mm-hmm. very, uh, very imbalanced. Yeah. And as we all, you know, we have all the elements, we have both yin and yang, the feminine, the masculine within us, whether we are, you know, in female bodies or masculine right. bodies. But if the f- the feminine has been suppressed, mm-hmm. that's also like a expression of the frozen emotions that I've been talking about. And the masculine has been too enhanced. This is like we always have to move forward. We always have to do things. We yeah. always have to... Be analytical, logical, we overthink, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so this also creates such a big imbalance that now Mother Earth, nature, you know, is is sort of balancing up. And we as her children living on the planet, we can feel it, we can feel this yeah. shift There's and we can feel this paradigm. Energy. And it's all about coming together in, you know, unity and oneness and wholeness. Mm.
0: I was actually literally going to say that. So we're on the same wavelength. I was yeah. <laughs> been fascinated about Mother Earth and like it's a conscious, you know, not being, it's just, it's a conscious planet and I didn't know about Indeed. that for years. It's so it makes so much conscious. sense now, but oh, there's so much shifting right now and I think there's been so much that's not been great here and it's almost like Mother Earth is just like... No, I'm not supporting that any longer, and it's exactly it's wild, but it's so good. Um, I wanted to ask you, too, before we close, uh, um, yoga therapy, because that's something that I've been really interested in. Maybe we'll have to do another episode, and we can talk more about it. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I think there's just so much to talk about. This is more of like a bigger the balance and the energy and... um but I would love to like tap more into the specifics of some of the ways to heal. Um, so yeah, maybe this is a part one, but um. yeah. Uh,
1: and I feel what we've been talking about is also because yoga, obviously the mer- the word yoga means union and connection. So it's also about having this balance that we've been talked about, you know, balance, it- of my um, inner fire, my inner water balance—you know what we see out there and what what is going on inside of me, the feminine, masculine, etc. So, yoga therapy is is similar to this, uh, but we can go into more practical, like the next episode or something. But it's been really, really helpful for me and for the people that I've been working with because yoga also here in the Western world we have sort of change the original meaning mm-hmm. because yoga is so much more than just doing a posture or mm-hmm. asana but we here we think oh i'm gonna do you know five sun salutations and this advanced uh exercises and that is all good i'm not saying it's bad sure. but it's more to it so much more
0: the breathing and the mental and yeah that's, exactly yeah, where
1: that. you have your your intention mm-hmm. to connect you know to move down from the head space mm-hmm. the sympathetic nervous system and to move into your your heart space mm-hmm. and to activate the parasympathetic nervous system and where the heart is where the feminine and the masculine also meets and connects so there's so many aspects of it and it's it's on a deeper deeper level that that we use the term yoga here in western cultures
0: mm-hmm. so do you use yoga As a therapy though, not just like going to a yoga class, like are you using it for healing specific things? Like if someone came to you and was like, I'm really struggling with like a loss that I've had in my family or, you know, inner problems, like could you actually kind of tailor the yoga practice to that specific thing? Yes. That's really cool. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And also depending on your um, bodily type, you know, or, you know, so it's, it's, it's tailor-made and it's, considering all these aspects that we've been talking about you know balancing the aspects and and also to make us come back home to who we are and to remember and to connect more on a deeper level so yes it's it's amazing it was it was when i had my yogic consultation from my teacher it was really a game changer for me where i was in my life when i was depressed so that was a huge key and i understood You know, a lot of all the things that had been imbalanced. And then I I also do like soul readings and karma clearings. And when I did that a couple of years ago, it was also like, wow, you know, so everything I've been struggling with, it's because I've had these programs from previous lifetimes that I haven't even been, you know, aware of. So then I can do this karma clearing and like a reboot, a reset of my soul. So, Yeah, there's so many amazing things to to the aid to come closer to ourselves. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And I think before I was in the like awareness of my awakening, I did yoga a lot in my like twenties and it really, there's always just something about it. I was really drawn to. And I feel like with COVID, with the studio shutting down and then I had a baby and I just haven't been in that place where I've gone a lot, but I really miss it. And it really, there is just something about it. You can't describe it. It's just, you're so in the moment. You're not distracted by other things. And for me, I need that help. It's like a way to meditate, you know, in a way. um, But I really love yoga so much. There's so much physical, mental, heart, like just everything. It's so connected. It's beautiful. It is. Uh, I I love it too. Yeah, totally agree. (laughs) I miss it. (laughs) Um, Wow. Well, I feel like... We'll have to just do a part two because there's just a lot to talk about. We didn't even get to talk about your other books. And I want to ask you, are you getting more sleep? (laughs) Uh,
1: I am getting more sleep, but I've also come, you know, both to acceptance and, you know, love and compassion for myself because my weakest points are still my sleep. Okay. But you're getting more than 15 minutes? I do. Oh, good. Okay. I do. And, and particularly I, you know, I, am not worried about it the same way I was. Sure. And I, as I write in 247 AM, because then my whole life was around this sleeping and, you know, and I was really scared because, because also that might also be a program. Who knows? Maybe right. we
0: don't need eight hours of sleep. But we've been right? told. Yeah. Everyone yeah. Needs, probably needs more or less. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Um, yeah. So yeah, I sleep better, but Good. Uh, well, when I get I'm glad you're getting more stressed. than
0: 15 minutes. <laughs> for sure I do. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Oh, well, this is really a wonderful episode. And like I said, I think this is everything. The fact that we both had our <laughs> hearts. We need more love for ourselves, and then also for the collective. Exciting hang in there everybody and it starts
1: with ourselves <laughs> oh, because dies. I can't give love yeah. out there if I don't feel it for myself and I know it's a cliche cliche, and it sounds so much easier than it is but it starts here no, but to start true. to love you know all your shadows your yeah. wounds your darkness because that's where uh, where we we can grow
0: I, I totally agree yeah yeah mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being here. And where can people find your books? Where where can they find you online?
1: And um, So, first of all, thank you, Lauren, for having me and for having this uh, heartfelt conversation. Yes. I really liked it. And thank you also for listening. So, you, you can find the books. Uh, you in in the states, you can find them on Amazon. Mm-hmm. 2.47 a.m. the journey home to my heart and holy fuck and sacred water the secret connections to everything is on amazon mm. and my website if you you know want to have a yoga consultation or karma clearing i'm ulliskarlsson.com okay. so it's u double Perfect. Perfect. and the the site is up and running but it's not perfect and it's not That's updated okay. so i'm sorry for that
0: oh it's great and we'll link it in the description so people can easily you know find your books and find you too thank yeah. you wow well thank you so much for being here and thank you everybody for listening hang in there we've got a wild ride but we're in this together and um Just show yourself and others some grace right now, specifically now, but always. Um, And uh, you can catch me online at uh, Instagram at RealLaurenLive and then on my website, lauren.live. I hope you enjoyed today's show.